Well, are you fighting yourself? Just for a moment, close your eyes and picture this scene. Go on, play along. You are sat alone, either at your desk, in a cafe, on your bed, on a park bench. You choose that. Okay, got the picture? It's just you. Right. Enter a rather, shall we say, heartless looking humanoid. No, a bit mean looking. Just take a moment to create that character. It has to be your imagination here. Okay? Now, this humanoid has walked directly up to you and is looking menacing. Now, you look down and actually realise that you have the controls for this humanoid. It's a robot and you've got the thing with all the buttons on and it's you that's making it walk towards you. And then you press, for some crazy reason, the button that says punch repeatedly. And that's exactly what happens. This humanoid that you are controlling is now punching you very aggressively, repeatedly. Okay. Now move on a little in time. It's minutes, hours, maybe even days later and you're getting up shakily, aware of all those aches and pains and bruises. Um, But you do feel quite relieved that you did manage to find the button that said, Stop punching now. Hang on a minute. What? Did you actually do this to yourself, for goodness sakes? Um, You need to figure something out here, because you are fighting yourself. And that sounds like a pretty self-destructive thing, doesn't it? Hmm. This is Trisha Lewis. I'm your host, and this is Self-Belief Unsquashed. Just short little unsquashing thought nudges, I call them. And this one is about how easily we as humans can end up in a fight with ourselves. We're going to explore things like self-esteem, which is more than just two words with a hyphen in between, and those kind of self-doubt spirals. But most importantly, some excellent tips on how you might stop this habit of fighting yourself so often. Listen up. So, I mentioned self-esteem in my introduction, and it is just a couple of words strung together that you would have heard over and over again. But I urge you to switch on your detective mindset, as I call it, get really curious and do the forensics on this, but not in a not in a sort of wallowing around, oh gosh, I've got such uselessly low self-esteem, why can't I have more self-esteem? Not like that. I I want us to get, you know, as I say, forensic about it. Because none of us really completely know what's going on with all this brain stuff, do we? So keep learning. It's a lifelong journey. I urge you to read the classic book by Nathaniel Brandon called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, which he wrote in the 90s. And it's excellent. It's not just 
psychology, researchy stuff. It's also really practical tips as to things you can do to go on that self-esteem raising journey because it is a journey and often we sort of label ourselves with so many things like, oh, I've just got really low self-esteem. goes back to my childhood, my school days. I was really wrecked by my first marriage. Whatever it is, we do that. But that doesn't take us forward, does it? So that's kind of what my podcasts and stuff is all about. Because guess what? I've been on this journey myself. So I'm going to give you a few quotes from this book because there are some absolute humdinger insights in the words that he uses. So, okay. First of all, I want you to think about the idea of being relaxed. There was nothing relaxing about that story that we imagined about the humanoid and the punching and everything. That that was not relaxing. But the thing that's at the core of having higher self-esteem is actually feeling more relaxed. And that's relaxed in mind and body and action. Just imagine that sense of not fighting with yourself and being more (sighs) relaxed. So let me read you a couple of quotes here. Self-esteem expresses itself in many different ways. And whilst these aren't quotes, they are sort of a precy of some of those ways that are talked about in the book that I've just mentioned. Self-esteem expresses itself in these seven ways. Really concentrate on what I'm about to say, because I personally found this so, so resonating and so helpful, because obviously the opposite is the low self-esteem stuff. So When your self-esteem is raised, you are more open to criticism (laughs) Um, because you are more comfortable about acknowledging mistakes because your self-esteem is not tied to an image of being perfect. Okay, number two, your words and movements have a quality of ease and spontaneity. I love that. Feel that. You're not at war with yourself. Number three, feelings of anxiety or insecurity will be less likely to overwhelm you because you trust in your ability to rise above all these challenges because they're going to happen. That's life. Number four, I love this one. You're able to laugh more, both at yourself, at the world, at situations, and even at others, but in a nice way. Number five, you're flexible in adjusting to change and to challenge. And that, again, is down to this trust you have in yourself and your own mind. And you don't just go around seeing life as as he puts it, doom or defeat. Number six, you're comfortable being 
assertive and that doesn't mean aggressive by the way I've done other podcasts on assertiveness just it's a good thing assertive okay you're comfortable with being assertive and you're comfortable being around assertiveness that's something to unwrap more perhaps in a future episode and finally number seven you are able to maintain harmony and dignity under stress now I have actually real life experience of getting so much better at just that I'm not perfect but boy oh boy I just know that I am less likely to go leaving rooms and slamming doors than I used to be (laughs) so it's good it's progress right so back to this business of feeling more relaxed What's, what's that all about and how do we get to that point? I love this word relaxed. And Nathaniel Brandon says in the book, um, again, another great quote, relaxation implies that we are not hiding from ourselves and are not at war with ourselves, which is basically what this episode is all about. Us thinking about we are not hiding from ourselves or at war with ourselves. And one of the things that happens when your self-esteem is is raised is that you are more in touch with reality and you are less manipulated by fear. So let me just explain or describe a recent real-life situation where I tumbled into one of these what I call self-doubt spirals. And again, I would just say that I have other podcast episodes, so check those out. Um, I'll put notes and links in around this. But self-doubt spirals, yes. So because my self-esteem levels can still be lowered quite quite quickly, I have to be very, very aware of this. And that's one of the tips I'm going to come to in a minute. But recently I was um, at the climbing wall and I'm a fairly new climber and, you know, it's all out of my comfort zone to a certain extent but I'm making progress and so as you make progress of course you get a bit more um, mean with yourself in terms of when things don't go so well. Mm. It's all part of it isn't it? So my uh, humanoid was punching me when I couldn't do this particularly quite challenging route and I was probably in a low energy mood maybe slightly still recovering from a bit of a cold virus and you've got to think about all these things because the mind body are totally connected your brain is simply picking up all sorts of signals it's not doing mind reading as such so you need that awareness and just at that moment I lost all that awareness I lost touch with reality and I was going into the spiral of who am I kidding I'm no good at climbing I'll never be any good at this I got away with it a bit in the early days with the easier stuff, but I'll never get any better than this. This is it. I've plateaued. How depressing. I went back two days later and did some really good climbs. And I said to my partner, phew, I'm so relieved because I honestly thought that that was it. I'd never be able to do any decent climbing again. He laughed uh, nicely and um, said that he knew it would be fine. And it was just one of those days. And we all have them. But look how easily 
I started punching myself. So one of the things that happens when self-esteem is lower is that you do lose touch with reality. And the realities were simple. It was just one of those days. And that brings me on to basically three tips that I'm going to conclude this episode with. Are you ready? To work on this business of relaxing, stopping that fight, stopping that humanoid <laughs> that you're controlling, punching you in the face. Number one, turn up the volume on your inner signals. And that's actually wording used in this book. And I think it's quite nice way of putting it. Turn up the volume on your inner signals. And I would say, turn on your detective mindset. Get curious, get curious, get curious. Self-awareness, basically. Number two, that word curious again. Be curious about what is fact, what is interpretation, what is assumption, what is baggage, or as I call it, the fibs that hold you back, fears, illusions and baggage, and what emotion is taking over. Do the forensics. Again, it's all part of the self-awareness thing. And number three, and I think this is really simple and yet something that we sometimes forget. Persevere. Because this is a journey. It's not an instant fix. Whatever videos might be out there saying there is an instant fix. It's neither a lifelong burden, having a slightly wobbly self-esteem, or something that you can fix instantly. It is. Like all the, the things I talk about, it is a journey. You just keep learning, observing. And as I say, I bring on Toto, which is that fabulous little dog from the Wizard of Oz. Try, observe, try, observe. Hope that's been useful. If this piqued your interest, subscribe to this podcast on your favourite platform, leave reviews wherever you can, share it with other people. And if you want to know more about my general unsquashing mission, head over to my website, trishalewis.com. T-R-I-S-H-A-L-E-W-I-S dot com. Stay curious and unsquashed till the next time.